love the smell of napalm in the morning. You see, we're on a mission from God. Great Scott. You're gonna need a bigger boss. Hasta la vista. Hey, go ahead. Make my day. I'm Ricky Bobby. You don't chew big red, then you. Welcome to this episode of the Movie Zouts Podcast. I am your host, Tom, joined alongside my fellow Zouts, Joe and Paul. How are you guys doing for this episode? Doing good. Yeah, pretty good. Fantastic. This is our first episode of the new year, our first uh, new format, which we kind of were already doing at the end of telling the last year, but still, it's official. I have sound clips to be played in front of the stuff we say. But of course, uh, well, not of course, I guess, but uh, starting the new year, the very first episode every month, we are doing the Alexa Quote of the Show. So this is our first episode of this year. So in fact, we are doing the Alexa Quote of the Show now. The Alexa Quote of the Show. And may the odds be ever in your favor. All right, guys, this is the first one. There's only 12 all year. So this we have to make it count. Now, I fear, I have great fear of this one. When I, when I chose it... Uh, oh, jeez. No, no. So, because there's only 12, I figured I, I need to do mainstream movies. But I happen to know that one particular person out of the two of you is very more well-versed in this particular movie than the other. So, I didn't... I kind of felt bad, but I can't let my emotions dictate uh, what movies I pick. This is a huge movie, and if you do not know this quote or you do not know enough about it, that's your own fault. So here we go. You shall not pass. You shall not pass. <laughs> you shall not pass. You shall not pass. This is a huge movie that everyone should know this, but some people just don't like said movies. So we'll see. You shall not pass. You shall not pass. So go ahead, write down your answers and uh, allow me to tell everyone, uh, you know, Tell a friend about the podcast and uh, go to our Facebook page like that. And we have a Twitter, too, that you can uh, check out. I recently uploaded all the uh, past episodes onto YouTube. So now all the episodes, excluding this one at the moment, uh, are on YouTube. So if you'd rather hear it on YouTube rather than through a podcast, by all means, uh, go ahead. Check them out. It's at the Vacationeers podcast uh, YouTube page, but... Uh, all the movies out stuff's right there. So, Joe's thumbs up. Paul, did you give a thumbs up? I was doing other things. I didn't see. Yeah, I'm thumbs up. All right. I, I feel like Joe's the underdog in this one. So, Joe, please, by all means, uh, give me the name of the movie. Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Yes. Full title, great. baby. <laughs> that is great. I, I, was, I was afraid. All right. Let's see if you can do this one. The year, please, sir. 2001. The first build actor. This is where I run into real problems. <laughs> I have, I know Sean Bean is in it. Okay. Is and Dumbledore played Gandalf. Okay. So your but first, I don't remember that guy's name. So I'm just going to say Sean Bean. He's the only actor I know. Okay. So that's right. All... He, he, he does get his right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cause he dies in every movie. So, <laughs> well, he's usually a bad guy. So, <laughs> he deserves to die. Um, so that's that's your answer. Then. So essentially, yes. you gave the movie and the year. <laughs> All right. All right, Paul. Uh, give us the name. The, of the correct movie. answers. <laughs> well, no, because I really don't know the who they build because they could have built this really funky. But uh, uh, I mean, I know. Every, let's anyway, not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Give me the All name. All right. 
So yeah, of course it's Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. Year. Uh, uh, I thought it was okay. Two thousand and three. Okay. I don't know. Elijah Woods. I hope is the first one. All right. Please <laughs> say his. Play this guy. Say the guy's name again. Elijah Woods. Okay. Whew, Tom's being rough today. Wow. Second field, please. Ian McKellen. Okay. And that was maybe the second one. Third build. I went with Liv Tyler, even though I don't think she's the third build. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, here we are. It oh, is... and Vigo Morris. Uh, there's, there's so many choices it could be. Sorry, right. go ahead. You're locked in. It is, in fact, Lord of the Ring, Fellowship of the Ring. Okay, so you each got a point for that. The year is 2001, so Joe... Congratulations. Wow. You got Holy the year. Cow. Okay, the first build is Elijah Elijah Wood. I asked you to repeat it through two times and both times you said Elijah uh, Woods. Oh, okay. All right, if that's how we're going to play this. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, I thought that's, that's not you kidding me. Come on. That's not I'm sure if you wrote him a check and put Woods on it, he would be upset. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's not his name, Paul. referring to him as Elijah Wood <laughs> that's when hard. talking to him. <laughs> his hard. name is not Woods. It's Wood. Uh, oh. So, but you know, it's still all good because Ian McKellen is second build, and Liv Tyler is the third build. Oh wow! Okay. Wow. So you guys actually break even. You each have four points. No, no, wait. Paul, you have three. Joe has three. You each have three points. What? Huh? You each have three. Because Joe got the movie name and the year, which is worth two. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. <laughs> We've only been doing it for a year. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Wow. For Paul, it's 10 or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, good job, guys. You you guys end up tying the first one. I, I was really afraid that Paul was going to blow it. <laughs> just, just get a 10 and Joe get a zero. Get all 10 very, I have yeah. no points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was afraid. But well, I, luckily, you picked a, a, a quote that was enough to... Uh... <laughs> I, I would yeah. also have guessed the one does not simply walk into Mordor. <laughs> wow, I'm proud of you. All right. Those are my two Lord of the Rings references. <laughs> I truly understand. <laughs> let's move on to from the cutting room floor. Now, this, uh, I have two things I want to say, and they're both about um, theater experiences that I encountered while going to see the movies on this review. The first is The Mule. Uh, there is a guy in the theater. This is the first time this has happened. A guy in the theater while the movie's playing. This is like three quarters of the way into the movie. His phone starts ringing with the ringer on. What do you think he does? He answers. He answers. He answered the phone and had a conversation during the movie. I was like, are you kidding me? Now, this is a almost full theater, by the way, because I went to see it like the opening weekend. So the theater, I'd say 80% full. <laughs> he had he's having a conversation this is is a i don't know what the guy who what this guy looks like but he has a very deep brawly voice so this guy sounds like a pretty big guy so he's not like whispering he's like yeah, man, yeah. i was like are you kidding me not only was your ringer on and then you go on and answer the phone and have a conversation during the movie i was like wow this guy must be huge because otherwise he'd get beat up <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe this guy's having a conversation during the movie. And so I went to see, uh, I went to see, what did I see? I saw a movie recently and uh, this big guy sat next to me, him and his girlfriend or wife, I guess it could be. Um, and he had his ringer on. He, and he, like during, before the movie started and he answered the phone and he, he too had a deep voice. I thought, 
huh, I wonder if this is the same guy. Because he may have the AMC, you know, A-list, you know, stubbed. Mm-hmm. So I figured this might be that same guy. And I was like, oh, man, if he starts answering the phone during the movie again, well, I'm not going to do anything because he's a pretty big guy, but <laughs> I'm going to give his girlfriend a dirty look. <laughs> no, you just throw random popcorn at him. Well, I didn't have any handy, but. You, you hit him with things that cannot cause harm or be considered a crime. So if he retaliates, <laughs> you can sue him. Yeah. <laughs> and have his uh, A-list uh, membership taken yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking of food. So I went to see Aquaman. Uh, this is another. <laughs> I went to see Aquaman. It was a 10.30 a.m. showing. Uh, again, this is like the second weekend. And the theater was pretty full. And I was. Now, I go to a dine-in theater, which means you can order burgers, just full meals. I was shocked by the number of people who were ordering full meals. I mean, I've seen the popcorn and candy at 10.30 in the morning before. And that's like, oh, that's weird, but okay. But these people were getting burgers and steak fajitas, all this stuff for a 10.30 movie. I was like, holy cow, what are you guys doing? <laughs> wow. And I did look around because I was very curious if anyone's having beer. And I didn't see anyone with a glass of beer. <laughs> but you, if you're going to eat a 10.30, a full full course meal, you might as well just go with beer too. What the hell? What? what? <laughs> now, I'm, I'm fully in it because yeah, I just got off a cruise, so I'm fully versed. <laughs> In the 10.30 full meal with the liquor. <laughs> I'm, I'm down with these people right now. Well, on, on a cruise you. ship, that's, you know, and there's no rules on a cruise ship. Time doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. 10.30, I, I was already finished with breakfast, moving on to lunch. <laughs> well, you're like a hobbit. The first lunch and second <laughs> second breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe that people were actually having these full meals brought to them for a 10:30 showing it's like man i can i can barely you know get a donut down you guys are eating whole meals but uh, those are my two interesting things from the cutting room floor uh joe i know you saw some movies that we already reviewed in the past so do you want to put your two cents in uh to those movies yeah i'm finally i'm finally catching up i'm li- i'm actually listening to tom's reviews and going to watch some movies so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a uh, movies Alice podcast working out pretty well <laughs> <laughs> so i went and i went and saw the grinch uh, the oh, first yes. one we saw, and I really liked it. Um, I know the holidays are over, and no one cares anymore, and there's no way to see it. Did but we... uh, I, I don't know if I'd put it in the regular uh, rotation for the holiday movie rotation. Yeah. Um, I And I think I preferred the original cartoon to this, uh, yeah. and I think it's just because I'm an old man. <laughs> and and the so- they, they remixed the, the first Grinch song. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't like it. Plus, you don't need you don't need ninety minutes to tell the Grinch story. Like the original yeah. was what? It was a thirty minute. It was or... a thirty minutes. You're in and out. And That's all. Yeah, you they, need. yeah, yeah. They had to they had to pile a whole lot into it to make it work. But hey, it was better than that live action one they did way back in the day. Uh, I like that one too. But all right. <laughs> well, it wasn't as good as this one. So. All right, so what, but what? this was fun. It was a nice movie. It was, you know, something to watch. But so if, you, you know, next Christmas comes around and you run out of your normal staple of movies in rotation, check out The Grinch. All right. What do you, uh, what do you say as a rating? I say stream it. All right. It's a good streamable movie. And we watched Hellfest. Oh, yeah. So this is one we find. It finally came out on other formats. Yeah. <clears throat> And so right before we left on vacation, um, my wife and I sat down and watched Hellfest together. And it, it was it was it was curious. It was the direction they went was, you know, as you may obviously the spoilers, we've already reviewed it. Yeah. Look, you know, it was kind of it's kind of a neat take on it. 
um, I just cannot vouch for the decision making of characters and who writes for these people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, the writer has never been scared ever of anything because. Yeah, yeah. It, it was odd decision making. It kind of pulls you out, like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of odd moments. Like, huh? Really? You? That was your choice, right? Yeah, <laughs> of all your possible options. <laughs> yeah, but like you said, the, the ending, the, the ending twist where you know the, the the killer is just a family man. That's a nice little, you know. Yeah, hangs up his mask and yeah. visits his kids. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. The guy's just a he's just a seasonal serial killer. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was kind of cool. That one, that one's definitely worth, you know, pick it up on DVD or stream it. The, um, go ahead and do that. All right. So two streams for you. Start out the new year. Nice. All right. Let's get right into it because this episode, I didn't even announce what we're reviewing this episode. So we are doing Searching, the movie that came out in end of August, actually. I finally got around to see that. We're seeing, we're going to review the Netflix original Bird Box that, uh, is all the rage uh, going on right now. Holmes and Watson, uh, no rage there. The Mule, and our feature presentation this week is Aquaman. So let's get Possibly right... Possibly some outrage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's get right into it. I'll start with Searching. So this is another one that's out now that you can actually rent. So we decided, my wife and I decided we're going to see this because this one, I was always curious about this one. This is the one where... The guy can't find his high school daughter and all kinds of weird things happen. And so the whole film is seen through like computer screens. So it's kind of a, kind of a, you know, found footage type thing, but it's through computer screens instead, which is interesting. It didn't take me out of it. I was, I was fine with it. Um, but before I get into it, let me get some stats, I guess. So this movie was released August 31st, 2018 is a PG 13 runtime, one hour, 42 minutes starring, John Cho, Deborah Messing, and Joseph Lee. Description, after his 16-year-old daughter goes missing, a desperate father breaks into her laptop to look for clues to find her. IMDb gives it a 7.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 92 for the critics and an 88 for audience. The U.S. box office is $26 million. I do not know what the, the budget was. Uh, now, like I said, this is a very... This movie, when I was watching the previews, I was mixed. Like, eh, this could be really dumb. But I was pre pleasantly surprised. It had, had, a, had a twist ending, and it was better than I expected. So I enjoyed it, and I guess so, because now that I'm looking at these IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, this thing's rated pretty highly. <laughs> so it looks like uh, you know a lot of people like this movie. So I would definitely go out and say uh, second run on this one, because it's, it's better than you would think. Because I... I didn't think much of it going into it, uh, but uh, I liked it. You guys have any questions about searching? You guys don't even know what this is, do you? I think I have seen the preview of that. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. It had an interesting trailer, right? Because it was sort of yeah, it was yeah, it was weird. So yeah, I was I was mixed on whether or not this was going to be any good or not. Uh, but there you go. So second run, searching. Uh, go see it if uh, it's well. Now you can stream it or rent it. So all right, the next movie we're going to do is Bird Box. This is the Netflix. Uh, released. This was released on December 21st, 2018. It is rated R, believe it or not. Which I don't... I'm trying to re figure out why it is rated R. I think they cursed a couple times, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, run violence, time. too. I mean, come on. Uh, okay. Well, that violence is pretty bad, right? Yeah, violent time. 
people committing committing suicide is pretty. You watch video games, though. I mean, nothing more violent. Uh, okay, all right. All right. Uh, runtime: two hours and four minutes. Starring Sandra Bullock, uh, Trevante Rhodes, and John Malkovich. I was very happy to see John Malkovich in this movie, by the way. Description: Five years after after an ominous unseen presence drives most of society to suicide. A mother and her two children make a desperate bid to reach safety. IMDb gives it a 6.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics get it a 62. Audience gives it a 64. Box office, again, uh, there are no numbers because it's a Netflix, but Netflix did release a week after, after it came out. Over 45 million Netflix subscribers viewed this movie. So that's, a, that's quite a lot of people to watch this in the first week. So for me, I know, Paul, you saw this, and Joe, you did not. Is that accurate? That is. All right. Yeah, and I did see it, yes. All right. So for me, this, this felt very long. I, I think there was two different times during, while I was watching this movie, and I wasn't watching this late at night. I was watching it during the day, and I was sitting up. I started nod, nodding off twice through this movie. So it was a little long for me. And there's a couple moments where it's just so unrealistic what they were doing. It took me out of it. Uh, like... So, Joe, the, the premise of this movie is you can't... It's, it's a quiet place. It's yes, but you the can't obvious, The obvious uh, but you parallel movie to a quiet place, right? Yeah, if, if you look at this creature, you it makes you kill yourself, essentially. So, okay. so they'd be blindfolded. So a bunch of these people are in this house, and every, you know, all the windows and everything are you know, closed. You can't see outside. And they decide they're going to make a run to the grocery store because they need food. So they black out all the windows to a car and they use its GPS to get to the grocery store. Now, mind you, everybody like <laughs> during during the, what, when the breakout was happening, people were wrecking lots of accidents, cars. You know, people were killing themselves by driving into cars. People were walking into the highways. So the roads are a cluster, to say the least. They're not clear. OK, there's crap all over the place. And there is no GPS in this world. <laughs> that's precise <laughs> enough to tell you to be able to stay. Now, it was a mile and a half from uh, what you saw in the movie, like it, the GPS came up. So, oh, it's a mile and a half. So basically, I had to go straight on a road and make a right, and I think the, the supermarket was out there. But even with that simplicity, there's no way they could have come close to me. Like, they would have ran off the road. They would have hit a car. There's no way they could have made it to that grocery store. The destination now, is on your right. Now, the, <laughs> the, the, now the, car did have right that, the car did have the object sensors around it. Yes, you it know, did. The, the, some of them do. But again, Which, eh, it helps a little bit. But, as soon, eh, as, soon as you, okay, let's say you come up and a car is in your way. You have to go left or right of it. As soon as you do that, you're off the map. Like the GPS no, now is unclear. Like there's no way you're getting, there's no way, there's no way anybody could do that. I mean, I'm not willing to test it because <laughs> it's expensive, but I think I could do it. With crap all over the roads. Yes. No, you're insane. All right. Well, well no not. way. If if it's another car, yes, because the the newest software update, man, I'm telling you. Okay, wait. It actually it about... actually draws what's ahead of you and shows you what cars are where. You're talking about a high end car. This is not a high end car. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So you guys are into that one. Okay. Whatever. How about this one? Now, okay. Near the end of the movie, they have to go on a boat, a little little boat, and go on a river, blindfolded, mind you. And there's going to be rapids, three of them, the lady and the two kids on the rapids. And of course, that the, sounds hazardous. Yeah. The, the person's like, hey, somebody's going to have to look at these rapids. Like, and she's like, then they, she makes a decision. No one's looking. We're staying blindfolded over these through these rapids. And somehow they make it through on this little boat. Rapids. 
There's no way well, there's people with water makes it through all day long. <laughs> and, and to be honest, they don't really make it through. Yeah, they do. Uh, I mean, the boat they they get they capsize, right? Oh, and they find each other blindfolded. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm just saying. How much you know, polo have you played? For someone, who, for someone who loves a movie about aliens that go to a water place planet. And, hey anyway, now. Hey uh, now. I just can't see. <laughs> no, that that makes sense. This makes no sense. Yeah. You know what? Having not seen the movie, I'm just picturing. I've played enough Marco Polo as a kid. <laughs> I, I think I could find you in the water. <laughs> and yeah, one one point, the, the the one of the kids falls overboard, and they still somehow she she finds him and pulls him back in the boat again, all blindfolded the whole time. It's just ridiculous. I no. Uh, they needed one of those blind monks from those uh, all those movies that came out a couple years ago, where everyone had a blind monk in it. <laughs> yeah i i just just does not uh i i okay my rating then i i say this is a stream at best uh maybe t- uh, i'll say stream just because it does have sandra bullock and john malkovich in it those are interesting uh characters uh but uh, yeah the movie was okay i guess paul what do you think I, I, they, obviously, the 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 whole whatever it is that's attacking is is a purely like contrived. Right? There's nothing in reality that would go around that. Oh, if you look at it, it's gonna kill you. So I guess I just wrote off the whole thing as sort of a a parable, or you know, um, oh, okay. is it the Medusa of the digital era? Yeah, I mean, because right, I mean, there's there's no. It has to be some kind of supernatural alien, not not alien, supernatural thing, right? Because that doesn't make any sense. Especially when your char- two of your your main characters are named boy and girl. I kind of went with that this was some kind of fable thing. Um, <laughs> um, they were actually named boy and girl. Yeah, and, and well, wow. Sandra Bullock had a issue with uh, not dependency. What, what's the uh, uh, she didn't want to get attached because she, she's afraid of losing him, and you know, so she she's staying offish. The whole movie that's her like her thing where she doesn't want to. I, I guess all I'm saying to... is that when when I watched the movie, I, I thought of it more as you know, like a fable as opposed to a. Now, so all you're, the you're unbelievable supposed to, you're supposed stuff. To buy this, right? Um, so you bought into all the crap that there's no way that could have possibly happened. All right, I see. <laughs> no, I mean I'm not going to say I loved the movie. It it was okay. It, I I see why people like it. Malkovich gave a good performance. I always like Sandra Bullock. It just seems kind of cool. But I thought it, I thought it was interesting. Um, I I I, I would have watched this probably in a second run theater. I, I think so. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's not realistic in any like I said in any shape or form. It's not it's not trying to be though. Like I said, if you have if if you're if the bad guys are ghosts that cause the apocalypse, and it was weird because the like the one lady said, "Oh, mother," and then she walked into a burning car and she died. And the other person, like her friend, was like, "Oh, that's so that's the worst thing I've ever seen." And she drove herself into a car. So this thing, this creature, is like showing them things of their like it knows the buttons to push to make them so super uber sad that they want to kill themselves or. Like the mother one was it, confusing. It, I, I it does it, 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 but it's not even that. I mean, if, if it was that clear cut, it's not even that clear cut, right? Because there are people that can see it and they're fine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think they're like, well, those are the ones <laughs> going around killing people, right? Because they're 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. maybe yeah, psychopaths. I, but it, it's it's again, it's some kind of fable that I, I I'm not sure that I understand. The river's obviously a a metaphor, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always use that metaphor cop out when their story doesn't come through. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, it's a metaphor. You just don't understand. The, the kids are the kids are boy and girl. I mean. It, it, it all screams. This is a fable. This is a symbolic story. This isn't a, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was okay. It, I don't know. I... So yeah, I, I rate it. I I would probably do second. If it was a real movie, I would have seen it maybe a second, second run. But yeah, um, yeah, all that's right. how I felt about it. All right, there you go. So uh, Netflix Bird Box. Go see. Did you see that Netflix made a release? Uh, they sent out a release, press release, saying, "Do not do the bird box challenge, where people are trying to navigate through their cities blindfolded." <laughs> that is well, wonderful. people were trying to do all kinds of things blindfolded, which isn't isn't necessarily a bad idea to learn, you know, to uh, until somebody dies, you yeah. know, to uh, that's a fun game, Dep- depending on which activity you choose. Yeah. We're going to start yeah, it at yeah. the Grand Canyon. <laughs> That way, they're yeah, less likely are, to hurt other people. People are stupid. Yeah, they, they yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Holmes and Watson. This and is... an interesting note about this one, Tom. Oh, to hear Netflix rejected this movie when yes. the studio tried to sell it to. Yes, them. they they saw the previews and like, uh oh, and they tried. Netflix tried to. Uh, they tried to give to Netflix and like, nope, <laughs> hot potato. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that too. Yeah, this Holmes and Watson released December 30th, 2018. PG-13, runtime one hour and 30 minutes. Uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are the stars. Description, a humorous take at Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's classic mysteries featuring Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson. IMDb, this thing is up to 3.4 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, critics give it a whopping 8%, and the audience gave it a 29, so... There are some people who do not like themselves. <laughs> wow. Like the, these ratings have improved significantly since <laughs> yeah, the yeah. release date. It was zero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, budget. Uh, the budget is $42 million. Worldwide gross uh, as of right now is $29 million. This movie is so bad. Yeah. How do I describe it? Okay. So you guys both have seen Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Okay. So, what, what, what is the Saturday Night Live thing? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> So you guys have seen. So what they do is when they when they do Saturday Night Live, they order the skits in the funniest. So the earliest the earliest skits are the the ones that they think are the best, and the very last skits are the ones that just are filler essentially that aren't so good. So I've seen plenty of Saturday Night Live skits near the one o'clock hour where you 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 watch the skit and you see what they're doing and you think, oh, okay, I can see where they're going with this and how this could be funny, but they're not quite pulling it off. That's what this movie is. This is an hour and half. This is 90 minutes of that skit. Like, oh, okay, I see what they're trying to do, but it ain't working. <laughs> That's bad. Oh, yeah, it is so bad. It is. How... Which is surprising. Yeah, it does, it does surprise me because I kind of feel like they could, they, I, before, before this movie, and I haven't seen the movie, but um, they could do no wrong. That, that particular pairing had, would always come up with something interesting, right? Yes. But before they but isn't this the normal SNL career arc? <laughs> you know, you go on SNL, you get good, you make a movie, it's a breakout hit, and then they keep making it, they keep going to that well. I mean, they're just pumping that well until it's dry. And now oh, this is the end of Will Ferrell. Mike Myers, is that what you're talking about here? <laughs> well, Mike oh, Myers, oh. um, Adam Sandler did. I mean, it's pretty much you could go just go through the whole history of SNL cast, except Victoria Jackson. She never had that breakout. 
smash. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about Victoria Jackson, are we? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, this they, they tried to get too... Uh, they, got, they got too smart for themselves. And it, it went against them completely because it was... It was not a good movie. It, 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 it's just not good. I mean, this I, this is the first don't watch of the year, and uh, it is clearly a don't watch. Do not see this movie. It is not worth your time. If it comes on TV, I guess watch like five minutes, and that's essentially any five minutes of that movie you take out. You're like, okay, yep, and that's the whole movie. Like, it's not funny. It's it's not good. <laughs> it's just it's not a good movie. So I, I've not really nothing more to say. I couldn't believe because I, I a guy at work went to see it uh, opening weekend and I saw it like I don't know two weekends after or whatever, and he said how bad it was. I'm like, I I thought it's almost physically impossible to be that bad. Just with the previews alone makes it look better than what it could be. As bad as you say it is, but it is that bad. I mean, it's just it's not good. <laughs> it's just not a good movie. I but. mean, even the previews though are just cringe-inducingly terrible. <clears throat> I mean, the trailer shows them a Victorian era selfie. I mean, how yes, how bankrupt is your and sense of humor at that point when you come even try that? And that's yeah, that's that's what they chose to pick out of the film to put to get people in. So yeah, <laughs> that's and that's I mean, really I could see. I mean, that I mean, it would take a true comedy genius to make a Victorian era selfie funny. <laughs> yeah, it's oh man. Well, yeah, that movie, do not watch at all. That's my official review. <laughs> wow. But let's move on to bigger and better things. This is the last movie before a feature presentation. This is The Mule. This is the Clint Eastwood uh, vehicle. This was released December 16th, 2018. Rated R, runtime, one hour, 56 minutes, starring Clint Eastwood and Bradley Cooper. Description is a 90-year-old horticulturalist and Korean War veteran is caught transporting $3 million worth of cocaine through Illinois for a Mexican drug cartel. IMDb gives it a 7.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 66% uh, for both critics and audience, by the way, so they're uh, mutually exclusive there. Box office budget, $50 million. Gross U.S. as of right now, $72 million. If you liked Gran Torino, do you guys see Gran Torino? Yes. Go. If you like that one, you'll love this movie. It's the same same type of thing. He's the old, uh, I wouldn't say he's racist. This is the old, you know, the old guy, 90-year-old. <laughs> yeah, he looks old. But if you like this movie, if you like that one, you'll love this one. I really enjoy this movie. This is a really, really good movie. Uh, there's Okay, so unrealistic stuff. Okay, so <laughs> let me describe how he gets introduced to, uh, to driving for the car- cartel. He comes to his granddaughter's wedding shower, <clears throat> uninvited or unin. I guess he's invited, but he, this is so he's a loner. He like he he's into his flowers, so he he never shows up. Like he didn't show up for his daughter's wedding, he because he was at some banquet where he got an award. So he, he's very uh, hands offish as far as family goes. But it turns out uh, his his because the internet his little flower shop thing dies. And so he has nothing to do, so he decides to go to his granddaughter's wedding shower. And, of course, he shows up. A huge scene takes place where his ex-wife throws a fit, and his daughter won't even talk to him because she's still bitter that he never showed up for her wedding. So she starts yelling at him, and basically they storm off, and they leave the wedding. So he's not even into the wedding reception because it's all taking place outside. So he's, I think, the defense line. 
And so he leaves too. He talks to granddaughter, oh, I'm sorry, blah, blah. And he, and he walks away back to his truck. So then there is a guy at this wedding shower who is just a one-off character who's a friend of like the husband, right? The soon-to-be husband. He's just a friend who knows nobody, does not know uh, Clint Eastwood for anyone. He knows nothing. He decides at that moment to go out and talk to Clint Eastwood at his truck. Like, hey, man, oh, you know, hey, that can't happen to anybody, blah, blah. I, and the only thing I'm thinking the whole time is there is not a person in the world. What personality, like, who would do that? I don't know anyone. Like, if you're at a wedding and some big family argument that you know nothing about breaks out and they all leave, like, who's feeling compelled to go out and talk to this old guy who's 90? Like, you're, like, in your 30s and this guy's 90? Like, how are you feeling? Like, like do you feel like you're going to be able to relate to this guy or, or, or like, help him? Like, oh, it's okay. Like, I, I don't get that. Like, like I, I feel like you're burying yourself a hole that, that, that you go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what, 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 what? <laughs> old people. What, what about old people that you? Oh, oh sorry. No, no, it's not about old people. You can't, re- you can't relate to them. Don't bother talking. Don't. <laughs> yeah, if no. you see an old man in pain, you just let him be. <laughs> no, but I mean, does that, does that person in, do you know a, any personality of a, like, I don't, I don't know that person. Like that's un, so unreal to me that I could not fathom anyone doing that. In real life, like that were to happen, talking to old people. No, just that you're okay. <laughs> no, you are. You're you're nobody. You're you're at your you're you're at your uh your buddy's wedding, your shower wedding shower. Right. I'm not sure why you're even there. I guess I don't know what it was. And some huge fight between stuff that you have no idea what's going on right outside the gate, and they all leave. They all disperse. You're telling me you're feeling compelled to go out and talk to some guy that you can't you have nothing in common with you can't relate to him in any way i'm not i'm not gregarious at all so it doesn't you know i'm not but i don't know that that to me was like i the whole time that like they're talking like why is this guy here like because i thought maybe he knew him or something but no there was nothing like in somehow he said oh i'm a i'm a driver never had a ticket in 20 years or 90 years and he's like oh i know somebody can drive for you blah 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 and that's basically how he he got into it <laughs> it was very weird, but there was another scene that I want to get into, which was very interesting as well. So he's driving for this cartel. And of course, the cartel's like, "You take this route, and you make no stops." Blah 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 blah. So of course, he's an old man; he's not going to listen to him. So he's he's driving, and uh, a car is stopped on the side of the road. So he stops at this car on the side of the road, <clears throat> and it's a black couple who has a flat tire. So of course. He's like, oh, I got a flat tire, and the and the wife is like, oh yeah, John doesn't know how to change tires, and of course, you know, Clint Eastwood's like, ah, that's what's wrong with your generation, blah blah blah. <clears throat> but then he says, he goes and says, oh, I'm, how does he say it? Uh, I'm happy to help uh, you Negroes. <clears throat> so the couple's like, like all offended, or not? I guess I guess they're offended. They look at each other, and like they're like, oh no, we we don't like being called that now. And uh, Clint Eastwood's like. Oh, uh, okay. What do you like to be called? And he's like blacks or, or American or people or whatever. It says, and Clint Eastwood, his his character is like he responds the same way. Joe, if if I were to like if we were going somewhere, Joe, and I and I just randomly said to you, "Hey, I like the color blue," and you're like, uh, "All right," and then you just keep walking. That was his response to to the, their their saying. Like it was so, like for him, it was so, it was so silly for him, like. Being a ninety-year-old guy, I was like, "Oh, whatever you want to be called." Like it's, it was so insignificant. And when the scene happened, like essentially, the scene cuts off right there. Like he goes, "Oh," and he goes, oh, "All right," <laughs> just like whatever. <laughs> and the scene cuts. And while I was in the theater, I was like, "That is a weird scene." I'm like, I'm trying to figure out. Like I get the whole point where he's stopping 
and he's in the, the movie showing that he's not listening to the cartel uh, as far as you know, no stops or whatever. But to throw in the whole, you know, him being insensitive to other cultures thing <laughs> was weird. But then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, oh, that's actually a pretty funny scene because like in his world, like in his mind, it, it's all just it, it's silliness, right? It's just like whatever, you know, you want to be called blue, yellow, orange. OK, whatever. Let's just change his tire and get you back on the road. Obviously, he has no ill will against them because he stopped to help them change your tire. <laughs> it's just a funny. It was a really weird scene that I thought was very Solid. interesting. Well, maybe there was maybe there was a much bigger scene there that they cut during editing and kind of left it a little bit of a mess. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, when I watch it, I was like, I was like, huh, that is a weird scene. Like, what, what's he trying to say? But then, the more I thought about it, <laughs> it made it's like, oh, yeah. Well, I guess he's just saying, saying, maybe he's saying that you know, yes, they may not use the right words or whatever, but it doesn't really. Don't look into it because he's just he's set in his ways, as it were. <laughs> I, I think you found your metaphorical river for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting. Like. At the time, I was like, that is a weird scene. I just I was pondering on it for like a couple minutes afterwards while the movie was playing, wondering what they were trying to get at there. <laughs> but now that I thought about it, I'm like, oh, okay, I, I see it. Okay. But it's very interesting. But yeah, it's a very good movie. I'd say this one's first run. It is definitely worth your time. And mm-hmm. let me say this. My wife is not a Clint Eastwood fan. Uh, she doesn't... She hasn't uh, really seen any of his movies back, like Dirty Harry. Like, that's not her... Like, none of his movies of the past... <laughs> have any interest in her whatsoever. She really liked Gran Torino and she went to see this with me. And after this movie, she said, you know what? Maybe I should watch some of his older movies. I'm like, Oh yeah. Wow. That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, I said, you know what? Pell Rider. That's a good place to start. Cause I love that movie. It's one of my oh, favorites. Oh, Pell Rider is one of the best I ever. I, I love it. So I'm, I'm uh, on the and, then, and then, and then Josie Wales. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, think, that's a whole day though with those two. So I think he saw, I think, Oh yeah. He, I think she saw, Unforgiven, because that's one of his later ones. I think, yeah. I think she's seen that one. Any which way but lose? Oh, I th- she's had to have seen those, though. Oh, and every which way you can, baby. Oh, I love them. <laughs> love them. Oh, man, those are some of my favorites. I still say right turn, Clyde, when oh, we pull up to too. a stoplight. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Uh, so the mule, uh, 100%, go see that. It's so good. All right, let's move on. This is now our feature presentation. Now, our feature presentation. Aquaman. We all saw it. We're all going to review it, but let's get right into it. Tagline, a tide is coming. Released June 21st, 19, yeah, 19, 2018. Rating PG-13. Runtime, 2 hours and 23 minutes. Starring Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, and William Defoe. Description. Arthur Curry learns that he is the heir to the underwater kingdom of Atlantis and must step forward to lead his people to be a hero to the world. IMDb gives us a 7.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 64% for the critics and 80% for the audience. Box office budget was $160 million approximately. Opening weekend, it made $72 million. Gross in the U.S. as of January 3rd, 2019, $229 million. And worldwide gross... As of January 3rd, 2019, $866 million. So this thing <laughs> has definitely wow. yeah, made some moolah. <laughs> uh, interesting notes. During the duel between Arthur and Orm. Arm? Orm? I don't know. O-R-M. Do you know who that guy is? That's the bad guy. I, I guess that's the other Yeah, I think the he's the final, yeah. the final big bad. 
During that battle, an octopus plays a drum solo. According to director James Wan, this octopus is Topo, Aquaman's octopus sidekick from the 1950s and 60s. How about that? Okay, so, Paul, you may know this. Joe, you have no idea. What number of film is this for the DCU? DCEU? Eight? Is it eight? That's a guess. Joe, would you like to take a guess? Now, are, are they counting the Dark Knight trilogy? It can't be that high, probably. I don't know what they're counting. No, no. This, I don't think that's part of the DCEU. No. no Dark I'm Knight. confused as whether Green Lantern actually is or not. I think it was intended to be, and then no, but go ahead. Well, Joe, would you like to guess? Uh, let's see. Probably six. Six is correct, sir. Ding, ding, ding. No points, but you get <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> my admiration <laughs> at your lucky guess. <laughs> No, it was, yeah, it was pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to Amber Heard, the underwater scenes required cast members to be hosed down and then shooting took place on a cold soundstage. I'm not sure why it had to be, I'm not sure what the significance of that is. She's showing how she suffers for her millions. (laughs) I guess. Uh, During Arthur's meeting with Volko, the Annabelle, Annabelle, Annabelle doll from director James Wan's Conjuring horror films can be seen on the floor. What? I didn't realize he was like this had anything to do with Conjuring. This is another spinoff of the Conjuring movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another. <laughs> That's amazing. And now this one's for you, Paul, because I don't know this answer. And if you don't know it, we need to look it up so we can tell our fans. Dolph Lundgren's Dolph me yeah, Dolph Lundgren's just like Elijah Woods. Dolph Lundgren is the first actor to star in both the Arrowverse and the DCEU. What, my friend, is the Arrowverse? The Arrowverse is the um, the CW's um, Arrow TV series. Well, they have Arrow, they have Flash, they have few, um, Legends of Tomorrow, and they have Supergirl. And so those are all those are all DC though, right? But they're not in the DCEU. Is that? They're not in the DCEU. In fact, a lot of times they'll have characters like their version of those characters will show up that you know are obviously different. Uh, okay. Well. There you go. So he's the first one. So congratulations, Dolph Lundgren. And he is also in the new uh, Creed 2 movie. So he's on a roll. Uh, okay, so let's get right into it. Uh, my thoughts. There are a lot of cheesy scenes in this movie, like where he and the lady are like like the awkward touches and like, oh, cutesy moments. There seem to be a lot of those. A lot more than needed to be for the brawly uh, physical Aquaman. So that's kind of like, eh, I'm not really into that. However, they did one thing now that they should have done in all the other DC movies where they put moments of uh, humor and joy into it. Like, one of my favorite scenes is when he's at the bar with his dad and the, the brawly bikers come up to him like, you're the fish man or whatever. And they go, oh, can we get a selfie? And it all becomes a fun scene instead of a weird, like, oh, here we go. These bikers think they're bad enough to beat up this guy that can swim in the ocean and lift up submarines like that's so unrealistic that you'd go up to this guy and try to beat him up but it turns out they just wanted to have a you know selfies with him and they've kind of, it was very that's <laughs> very good those light light moments of humor you know been direly missing in the dc universe so i absolutely uh, enjoyed those moments i thought the movie was good i thought it was a little long at two hours and 23 minutes the runtime uh, it did feel a little like uh drawn out but i i enjoyed the movie Especially for a DC movie, it's definitely the, my favorite over uh, Wonder Woman, even, I'd say. But How uh, dare you? I know. I know. Wow. Wow. I know. I, I'm, I'm an insensitive man, <laughs> I guess. But I'd say this is a first-run movie all the way. Super fun. I really enjoyed how... And I, I'm not sure how they did it. I don't know if it's all just digital, where all the underwater scenes, 
they're just like floating and the hairs like they're, they're having their scenes in their the hairs just floating like everything around them is underwater and obviously they're not filming it underwater so that must have taken a lot of time and effort and then they kind of float off yeah yeah they don't but really... they're all still wearing normal shoes with like heels and stuff <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know about all that but i'm just saying there there must have been a lot of work to edit you know all the stuff to float and like make it feel like they're in water which i can appreciate because that, that there's a lot of scenes in water <laughs> so i i i i thought it was fantastic and when the end he got his uh, uh trident and he went up and he started kicking butt you know that was that was pretty nice so uh i thought it was fantastic first run all the way uh who would like to go now joe let's have you go since paul is the you know the the nerd who knows all the stuff so he knows all this stuff see we, i never had comic books growing up i mean all i knew of superheroes was the saturday morning cartoons and it was all dc yes yep. and so I, I knew i knew none of the marvel people until very very recently yeah i'm with you and and so i really want to like dc oh boy <laughs> i i really do i tried to love this movie but it just it, it it's just more of the same i mean it's just cgi it's just how many 20 year old kids with blue hair can we hire to sit in front of a computer for 70 hours a week <laughs> but this movie you had to have cgi like i said to, all yeah well you have to have cgi but did they really have to reinvent avatar in the middle of it <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, i mean they just went <laughs> so far and and the problem was is they they this so much cgi and so little actual story this was two separate entirely unrelated aquaman movies that could have each been good like that mantis guy that could have been a great standalone movie except now they had to hammer it in and can only give him 60 minutes of time instead of the 90 90 to 120 minutes he deserves to hammer the story in and they watered the whole thing down and made it kind of the finale with him was like halfway through the movie and it was like confusing as to what what was going on? <laughs> it's like, why isn't this its own movie? And but I mean, it had an incredible fight scene. The the fight scene on the sub, yeah, was just. Uh, I mean, you know, that just other than the, I, I just have these notes because I was like, you know, one the uh, the hatch for the sub is bigger than the hole. <laughs> that, that that's how it stays watertight you can't shoot the hatch down that damn entrance <laughs> but he used it to beat the crap out of people so i enjoyed it and i'm and i'm like i'm like and i have these notes that are just just thoughts as i got back from the movie was you probably should not shoot inside a submarine yeah <laughs> you certainly should not launch a grenade 12 feet away from yourself in the sub <laughs> And you should definitely not be upset when the guy you grenade does not save your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mantis guy had no real beef with Aquaman. <laughs> he but, let your dad die. You you shot him twice with a grenade at point blank range. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that was there. And then I was like, and then, but the movie, I mean, like you said, the humor parts were fun. I mean, they had yeah. a lot of humor. It wasn't all this dire DC crap you're used to, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was trying to describe it to my, my son. He didn't go with us. I went with my wife and like, okay, what do we say about this movie? And I was like, and I came up with the, the phrase of they went to avatar land, then to Jurassic park. And then he rode Cloverfield into battle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh. And if that doesn't sum up our movie, because they had spaceships, they had lasers, jet skis, tamed sharks, strange sea creatures. And they, and I think they went to the George Lucas school of how to build a battle scene. 
<laughs> which just use control V until your computer <laughs> runs out of memory. And then that's enough monsters <laughs> because it was such a hot, I couldn't tell who was fighting for who hmm, Yeah, that, that final battle scene instead of and, doing a Lord of the Rings, right? Where you actually spend <sighs> a movie and a half building a giant epic battle. Yeah. They used control V to build an epic battle. <laughs> Well, and, and the oddest thing, I suppose, about that last battle is you have a three-dimensional space now. You don't, if you're swimming, right, you, you don't, you don't line yeah. up your troops at the bottom of the ocean. Cause you're, right. You're, you're now fighting in three dimensions, right? Uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, it's that, it's that uh, call back to Kirk. Uh, they're two-dimensional thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was just, they, they didn't use like Lord of the Rings. They, Lord of the Rings, they built their, what was it? The uh, Battle for Helm's Deep. Was it that the one? Yeah, that's yeah. I've actually read those books, but I mean, it, it takes a long time to build to that battle to where you see these giant armies coming together in this movie. They just like kind of just they were sneak attacking some of these people who had an entire army lined up ready to fight. I'm like, how do you have an army out already? Um, so they, they didn't really they tried to jam it in there. And I would say that the, the best thing you could do would they should have had Gal Gadot come in and fight that final scene with them, I think. I, I really think what DC should do is have her be the uh, quote-unquote Iron Man of this DCEU. Because, you know, Iron Man shows up in every Marvel movie, right? Regardless if he's invited or not. He's with he's with Spider-Man. He's with Captain America. He's with the Avengers. He's with, Iron you know, if they had her showing up as kind of the linchpin between them all, I think it would be really cool. But, I, yeah, I think it, it could have been two great movies. They edited it into one hot mess. Oh, I'm afraid to ask. So... <sighs> What is your rating? And I can't recommend it, but I, I, and you guys give me crap about saying, do not watch about everything. So I'm, I'm going to say, catch this on television. <laughs> okay. Okay. The term that there, okay. And if you think that was bad, there were two men in this movie fighting for the term ocean master. <laughs> okay. Well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> okay they just want i want to be the ocean master like no you can't you need a better word <laughs> uh okay all right well paul i can only hope <laughs> that we get an educated opinion about the dc universe <laughs> i honestly i don't know a whole lot about um aquaman aquaman um, well, obviously you don't know his name <laughs> <laughs> Jason Mimosa. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> whose father's Boba Fett, right? Um, I don't get that at all. Right. The the actor. You you're right. The one the of the guys was Boba, Boba Fett. Fett, right? Right. Oh, really? Yeah. From oh. Jango Fett, I guess. Not really Boba. <laughs> but in theory, the same person, right? Well, anyway. No. Isn't he a clone? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like the beginning of it a lot. I thought it was you know, a really good start to it. And it was, and it was. Fun. It had a lot, a lot of lightheartedness. I don't think it was anywhere near Wonder Woman's uh, entertainment value because towards the end, it was like, "Wow, this is a long movie. Is it over yet?" Yeah, um, it was long. Yes, the, the end just didn't seem as solid as the beginning to me. Towards the end, it was like, "Oh, we got to, we got to end this now." And uh, well, it's because they were in a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. Well, no, and, and, and I like it. I, I definitely would say that it, it's probably a first run if you like comic books, if you're a comic book nerd. If you're not, it's probably a stream, right? If you're <laughs> not right. a comic book. But I, I really need to know your your ranking, so. 
Oh, you want to know mine? Yeah, what do you okay, get? Okay, it would be, um, all right, a first run, I guess. All right. But I don't know. I, I Sometimes I don't get why so highly. It, to me, it seems like it, it got a little too much praise. Like, it didn't quite earn, like, like it's being graded on a scale. Like, I haven't seen the... Oh, yeah, I think it's a sliding <laughs> scale for the DC oh, universe. Like a sliding scale, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, I want to see Bumblebee this week, and I wonder if all of the acclaim it's getting is, again, on the sliding scale, which... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it really as good as it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it, and, and I'd be interested to see where they go with it. Uh, right now, it looks like the DC the extended universe is falling apart, right? To a great extent. Uh, we'll see how Lantern Corps... I, I, I hope they're still planning on doing that. Lantern Corps as a movie. Wonder Woman 2 should be out, what, next year? Or is it the year after? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And the Flash movies? Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, uh, an adequate an adequate installment in the DCEU, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, two first runs and a TV for... Aqu- yeah, Aquatica. Aquaman. <laughs> so go out and see it. Uh, it's worth your time, unless you're Joe. Now, is know. Jurassic Park at the bottom of the ocean part of the uh, DC Universe proper, or did they just make that up to have her doing something for 30 years? Oh, you mean the... the uh, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I was like, they're, they're swimming, they're going down, they're going down. Next thing you know, there's a pterodactyl. Like, well, what the and, hell? What is it, H... What is that? What is that called? Journey to the... No, it's not Journey to the Center. What's the other one? Forbidden... I think Journey to the Center of the Earth. I think that's so, what you're talking about, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if that's part of the DCU or not. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll bring this episode to a close. So thanks again to Paul and Joe for joining me. And until next time, that's a wrap. 